Welcome, everyone. Welcome back to the Fourth Quarter Comeback. I am your host, Six Pack Pat O'Connor, along with the biggest free agent signing of all. He is Red Zone Rick. Rick, how you doing today? I'm doing great. I bet you know that, too. I know you are, and I know I am, too, and that's why we are getting very excited. The new league year is upon us. It started at 4 o'clock today, and free agency is here. But one of the biggest moves was not a free agent move. It was a couple of trades, actually. There were a couple of big trades, and we're going to talk about everything. But first, we're going to talk about how you can follow us on Twitter. You can find us at ForkUC Show. You can find me at Six Pack Pat with the number six. And you can find Rick at Rick Red Zone. You can also find us on our Facebook page for the fourth quarter comeback. Please like, subscribe, follow, anything you can do to support us. Give us those five stars, anything. Leave us some good comments or bad comments if you feel the need. You can find us all over wherever you can find podcasts. Rick, I am ecstatic. I couldn't be more excited. I mean, maybe if we scooped up uh, a certain running back that decided to go to New York instead, but that's all right. We didn't want to spend the money too much. Anyway, the Oakland Raiders have traded for Antonio Brown. They traded a third rounder and a fifth rounder, which is better than I could have ever imagined. You know what I was saying earlier on? I would give up my second rounder for him. Didn't even have to do it. A third and a fifth. The Steelers get fleeced. They're still on the hook for over $20 million. The Raiders, they are living. And I love every second of it. I love how he showed up to Derek Carr's house ready to throw the ball around. He showed up. He's got a ton of respect for John Gruden. Pittsburgh, they paid him initially three years, $38 million. That was what was left on his contract. He signed a new contract with the Raiders. That's going to be three years, $50 million with 30 guaranteed. I can absolutely deal with that with one of the best receivers in football, if not the best. Rick, we'll start off there. How great of a move was the Raiders trading for Antonio Brown? If you make me scale it from 1 to 10, I'm going to give it a 9.5. I think this was a big What's signing that? You for say 11? Eh, not that high. All right, 9.5. Go ahead, hater. This is a big move for Oakland. It's a big move. You signed a big superstar. You're on your way to Vegas. You got your superstar. This year is going to be all about seeing what Derek Carr has to offer. I think this is going to be a big year for Derek Carr. You you got your number. You got your number one on the outside. Antonio Brown is one of the best, most producing receivers we have in the NFL that we've seen in a long time. So I'm expecting him to catch well over 100 balls. Um, I'm expecting him to put up big numbers in Oakland. I think Oakland, I would I would call them 1A out of the winners of the offseason. I can respect that, especially who I know you're going with 1B or 1C even, maybe. So I definitely appreciate that. Antonio Brown, we haven't had a receiver like that in Oakland since, since I mean, the Jerry other Rice, really, <laughs> and the other Brown, Tim Brown, and he has welcomed him in with open arms. I love that Antonio Brown is coming in, respecting the tradition. He seems so genuinely excited to come to work, to play again, to be appreciated. You could see it on his face. It's a breath if you of watch, fresh air. It's, it is a breath of fresh air. That's exactly how he described it in his press conference. He wants to bring a new breath of fresh air and a new instill discipline into the offense, into the whole team. And while there are a lot of veterans that de- while there are a lot of veterans that don't 
necessarily need that. I love it. I love, you know, what is it? Steel hardened steel. You know, I just want to see the best of the best sharpen each other in their play and get better and better as the year goes by. This is the only way they can do it. I like that he appreciates this is the last year in Oakland and he wants to make it something special and he realizes the pressure that falls into that. There's a lot that goes into it. You can see his face light up. He appreciates that Derek Carr welcomes into welcomes him into his home as family. You know, this is this is a bond he wants. I think he always wanted this bond from his quarterback. And while he appreciated the numbers and the love on the field, I think he just never felt that love from Roethlisberger. So he's looking for that love. He's looking for that camaraderie bond, you know, from Carr, and I think he's going to get it. Now, could that end up being detrimental in the end, that he gets so hooked on Carr if Gruden and Mayock fall out of love with Carr after this season and they end up going for a quarterback to replace him? Yeah, this could turn terrible very fast. Just as exciting as it is now, it can be just as miserable. But I am choosing to look at the positive. I am a Carr believer. I absolutely believe that Derek Carr is not just a franchise quarterback. He's our franchise quarterback, and he's a stud quarterback with every bit of potential to be an All-Pro and a Super Bowl MVP. He has every possibility to do that. They just need to protect him and put weapons around him. In free agency, they have addressed that. They have signed Big Money Trent Brown, another Brown coming to the Raiders. That is four years, $66 million Trent Brown at our left tackle spots, bringing him over from the Super Bowl Patriots. He's got the pedigree. He knows how to win. Obviously, there's some concerns. Was he a one-year flash in the pan? I'm not concerned at all. I believe him, as well as Colton Miller, will be able to get the job done at the tackle positions. They did just trade out Kalecio Semele. Hope you enjoy him there in New York. They moved him to the Jets for a fifth rounder. We'll take him. I know you will. He's a hell of a guard. They also have just signed Tyrell Williams. Big receiver, fast receiver, downfield threat. Al Davis is just smiling on from his grave, just loving every second of this offseason. There's another big threat that's going to help open it up. Antonio Brown, Tyrell Williams, we'll see who they can get for the slot position, probably in the draft. They also brought over LaMarcus Joyner on the defensive side. A little bit of safety slash nickel corner going on there. I love the moves that they've made so far, Rick. I think it's going to go a long way to helping shore up the defense, give them a little bit of a defensive leader in the backfield to pair with Carl Joseph. That's going to make a hell of an impact, especially in that high-octane, big-yardage, passing-yardage AFC West. And you got someone to protect Carr, and you got two guys to throw to. This is the make-or-break year in Oakland for Derek Carr. I mean, of course it is because this is their last year in Oakland, but as a Raider... Silver and Black Raider Nation, we have accepted Derek Carr as our quarterback, at least a good amount of us. This is it. This is going to be the big year for him. They've given him everything that he can ask for, and we're going to see how he can respond. I believe he's absolutely all in. That's my prediction. He's going to show out, and he's going to shine. Derek Carr will have his big rebound year. Like you said, Antonio Brown's coming in for at least 100 catches. Tyrell Williams is going to put up a lot of numbers. I believe the whole offense. Don't forget, they haven't brought back Jared Cook yet. He's probably priced himself out of Oakland, which is unfortunate. He was a hell of a target. The defense, they're going to have to address a lot more. 
They haven't touched the pass rusher position yet at all. I feel like, obviously, with the draft coming up, as many draft picks as they have. And they allocate all their picks. Yeah, I think damn near every pick is going on the defensive side of the ball. But, Rick, I love it. I love everything the Raiders are doing right now. They're a huge trade in the free agency. I love it. Just to take it back to Antonio Brown real quick, um, it it must feel good, you know, knowing that he just came from Pittsburgh and he was the problem in the locker room. It must feel good to sit down and watch the press conference and hear him say all the right things. You know what I mean? Uh, the one thing I would have liked him to do was kind of, um, you know, admit that he made a mistake by, you know, holding out that last game last season, sitting it out. And, you know, the way he went about things in Pittsburgh, I think he could have came, came out and, you know, recognized that he went about it the wrong way, but Hey, to each his own, maybe he feels so strong in his own right that he's not going to give that satisfaction to Pittsburgh, and I get that. Trent Brown, big asset at the offensive tackle. He's going to block for Derek Carr. He's going to hold down Derek Carr's blind side, I believe. Um, that's a big acquisition. You know, you needed help at the tackle spot. You got rid of Kelechi because, you know, he was a little pricey. You brought in Trent Brown. You got Colton Miller now. Um I think the Raiders are looking good on offense. Tyrell Williams is a young, up-and-coming stud. Like you said, he's got speed. He's got talent. He's playing opposite Antonio Brown, so you know Antonio Brown's going to get the coverage, which is going to open up a lot for this kid. LaMarcus Jordan is going to be out there laying the wood, if you will. (laughs) You know what I mean? In the backfield, we'll call Joseph. Any receiver is going to be afraid to go over that middle, even with the new rule changes and all that. You know, you can still take that big hit. Some people just don't care about flags anymore. You know, they're willing to take one to let you know oh, you yeah. can't oh, yeah. roam Carl, around. Carl Joseph's a fucking bounty hunter in every sense of the word, except for a, a lot of safeties. A lot of these safeties will let you know, you know, I'll take the penalty to let you know that you can't come across here. It's not going to end well for you. They're going to have to because as it stands right now, we still have absolutely no middle linebacker help, as we haven't had for quite a few years now, really. We'll have to look forward to the draft on that one, I guess. Yeah, I think you guys are going to allocate most of your draft picks towards the defensive side of the ball. Um, I'm looking to see a young defense out there next year for you guys and a fast defense. I will have to say that the – the Raiders, I'm giving them a full-on A. If you, you gave them a 9.5, I'm giving them a 10. I would probably agree with you more with the 9.5 just because the money, you know, could they have saved a little bit of money? Yeah, yeah. I think kinda, yeah. You, know, you, you get Antonio Brown the raise. With, you know, whatever, man. It's not even Antonio Brown's raise I have no problem with. Like, they gave him money, you know. They traded for him. He didn't have guaranteed money. He had to come into a new situation. Give him a new deal. I have no problem with that. You know what I mean? He's getting more guaranteed money now. He wanted to get paid the right way. I don't have a problem with paying Antonio Brown a little bit more money. That's okay by me. Uh, Paying Trent Brown as much as they did, it was a little pricey, but I can deal with that. They needed him. He's easily the top tackle on the market. You got to pay what you need, and you got to fill those gaps. So they had the money. You got to spend it. I love the move so far. Love to see maybe Beast Mode come back in for one last year. Give it one more chance in Oakland. Try to get something. Dare I say bring a title back to Oakland for the last year. I mean, the Browns are now our favorite for the Super Bowl, so anything's possible. But, Rick, I would have to say the next ones up would have to be the Jets. The next big signing, the big signing of the offseason here is 
Le'Veon Bell, I was hoping, and it seemed like he was very interested in the Raiders, but not enough to shun the four-year, $52 million contract that the Jets shilled out. Rick, Le'Veon Bell is in New York. Start spreading the news. What do you think? Woohoo! So mild no, excitement. No, okay, no. mild, mild excitement. Very tepid reaction from New York. Listen, gotcha. listen. I'm I'm happy with the move. I'm ecstatic with the move. I know I don't sound it. There's there's a little risk with this move. You know what I'm saying? We're giving Le'Veon Bell, who hasn't shown you know to be the hardest worker on the field, just the best talent all the time. You know what I mean? He hasn't shown himself to be the hardest worker on the field. So you're coming off a long layoff. I want to see, I'm interested to see how he comes back into camp. Is he going to be in shape? Is he going to be out of shape? You know what I'm saying? I think that the reward far outweighs the risk, but the risk is always there. And we being a life pictures. Have we seen Le'Veon Bell recently? Cause no, you know, I there have... were the rumors that he got a little heavy in the off season and his year off. So I'm just wondering, has anyone actually seen him? I haven't. And I know that in the beginning of his career, he had a, you know, he had some weight issues coming out of Michigan State. So, you know, these are kind of a couple of things that concern me. But at this point in time, you know, with us having so much cap space and us being, you know, so poor for the past 10 years, you know what I mean? We need some kind of spark. We need some kind of splash. And this was the splash that we needed. This is something that we needed to excite us, excite the fan base, get the the team itself energized. I'm sure Jamal Adams is backflipping in his chair if he can. But um, it's a big signing, you know. And we didn't overspend for him, which is another great thing that the Jets, you know, the Jets really sealed this one. They they got it done. You I'd know say what you mean? didn't now overspend it's in the sense of what he was looking for. Exactly. I, I would say I, you, you did, know what? I think you were bidding against yourselves okay. at the okay. end. Okay. All right. So so let's get into that conversation now that it's out there. We overspent for the running back title. Okay? We overspent for that. But for the weapon that Le'Veon Bell is, did we overspend? No. For eighty five catches, for twelve hundred yards rushing, for ten touchdowns, did did we overspend? No. Then that, that I'm good with that. I'm good with that. Well, you know the thing is, he is your offensive weapon. Like, he is it. Because you have a lineup of number two receivers, as I've we been do. saying to you for a day now. You just we brought do. in just, Jameson Crowder, to... definitely not a number one, but a solid receiver. I have no problem with Jameson Crowder. No, he's a slot receiver. In all seriousness, he's a slot receiver. He's not a number one. He's not a number two on the outside. He's a slot receiver that's going to be that third down guy, that guy that we look to on third down that's going to run the route that we need to perfection to get separation, to get that first down catch. You understand what I'm saying? To get those little yards that we need on third downs. I've been a big proponent of of Quincy Anunwa for the longest time. I know I've expressed this to you plenty of times before that I thought he was a number one, and I still think he is. Of course, he has the injury issues that he has to get over. He still has yet to play a full season for us. And, you know, we need to see him out there to get it done. But I think Quincy Anunwa is is good enough to be a number one receiver in this league on not just the Jets, on any team, as long as he's not injured. He's healthy. Um, he can produce like a number one. He, well, the guys so long as beast. there's not a much he's better a matchup receiver problem. on the team. He's a matchup problem for anyone to deal with. The guy's a tight end that runs like a wide receiver and has moves like a running back. Okay. Quincy Anu is a beast, and it just takes one healthy season for you guys to see it. You People will see Anunwa as long as he plays healthy this year, 
And Robbie Anderson is a legitimate number two receiver. He'll take the top off the defense. He's going to give you 50 to 60 catches in a down season. That was a down season. Robbie Anderson, the year before, had such a big year coming off of that. You know, uh, he was a unrestricted free agent out the draft. We didn't, you know, no one drafted him. He was an unrestricted free agent, undrafted free agent. He produced with us as an undrafted free agent. We developed him into a decent wide receiver right now. He's probably he's probably got the best hands on the team. That guy can catch anything. Have you seen Robbie Anderson drop passes? Not really. He doesn't drop passes. And he's so smooth when he runs his routes. And I think that all it's going to take is, you know, Sam Darnold to get some protection, get some time in the pocket, and you're going to see Anunwa and Anderson step up and become great receivers. Then you got Crowder in the slot. I think this is going to be a good season for the Jets. I really do. Do I think we need wide receiver depth? Hell yeah. I think we need to get somebody else. If we can get another top wide receiver, perfect. Even better. You know what I'm saying? Help speed up the process. Now you, but, you know I like a new one. I, I feel like you're convincing yourself. You're trying to convince yourself of something here. No. You know but, that he but, is not like a legit number one wide receiver. At the beginning of the season, he caught every pass for us. And he doesn't have to be that. He, he doesn't necessarily have to be he's basically that. basically our only weapon. You have Bell now. Yes. Bell is, is your stun on offense. So you just need the ancillary weapons out there to make sure they're not screwing up the game. And you have a good lineup for that. You have a Nuno, you have Anderson, you have Crowder now. You have a good setup to go we around have Herndon, Bell. A, it's going to work. A you great know? player, too. Herndon, Herndon is the guy I got the most hopes for because he showed so much promise last year with his uh, pass-catching ability that he's going to open up a lot on the outsides for Anderson, Andy Numa, especially now with Bell creeping out of the backfield. I, I'm just excited. I can't wait to see the Jets on the field. I'm hoping and praying for a healthy season for everyone because that's the one thing that is so scary to me. One of these guys are going to go down and everything's going to get, you know, screwed up. And I don't need that. I want everyone to come in healthy. Everyone have a healthy season. And let's freaking go out there and produce. <laughs> are you jacked enough right now to say that the Jets are going to win the AFC East over the Patriots? <sighs> The if you, you get a sigh listen, like that, then you're the not. The fan in me says, hell yeah. The fan in me says, hell yeah, every year. This is our year. The analytical me who reads stats and, and knows wins and losses and, you know, watches games. I'm not saying we can't, but the Patriots are still going to be tough, man. You know, as long as Belichick and Brady are coming out onto the field, you know, Belichick with the headset and Brady with the helmet. You're going to face some kind of, you know, you're going to face a challenge no matter what. So I think we can get it done. I think we can definitely, definitely get some wins off of them finally. You know, we have. Yes or no. Yes, we can. We would have the ability to. Yes, we can. Okay. Yes, we can. Will we? I don't know. But you give me this roster and tell me, okay, we're going to go and try to win the AFC East. And I compare this roster to the Patriots roster. Yeah, I think we can. Will we? It's a different story. Okay. We got a lot of so new you, things. You can, but you won't. A lot of gotcha. new moving pieces. Speaking you know, we of have can, but won't, Anthony Barr, AB, the other AB, the porn. Well, if, he, if he would have signed, then I would have definitely put us at the top of the he, list. Uh, he almost signed with you guys, but he decided to pull out there just before free agency opened the day before. Yeah, and started to go back uh, to Minnesota. 
Apparently, he was sick to his stomach. Physically sick to his stomach is what I read when the news broke that he was going to go and play for the Jets. That can't make you feel very good. C.J. Mosley, big signing out of Baltimore. You got the big linebacker, the big prize of the linebacker class this year. C.J. Mosley, five years, $85 million, 51 guaranteed. That's a lot of money. I like the C.J. Mosley signing. I don't like the money. I honestly don't like. I hate the money. That's seventeen mil for a middle linebacker that doesn't rush the passer. I mean, I've heard people say that he doesn't play a part in the passing game, and to those people, I just want to smack you upside the head because this guy is a great zone coverage linebacker. He's not going to stick with anybody man to man, but the guy plays his zone. All right, he's a hell of a tackler, and he's the quarterback on defense. He's going to get everyone lined up in the right spot. I like the guy, don't like the money, think he's going to help us. Would have loved it a lot more if we, if Barr would have stood. Yeah, the Mosley signing uh, would would seem a lot more impressive with Barr next to him. Yes. Absolutely. Oh, my God. I think that's why they got Barr first and then locked up Mosley, how that came down, how those dominoes fell. It seemed to be a much better situation, but... Bar pulled out, and now so you got what Mosley, I is this. you're just going to need to get another guy out there to fill that spot. That's all. Anthony Barr, I hope you have the runs during every game this season. Fuck you. All right. So the next big story. Next up, an equally big story. We've had a, we've had a huge past few days here, Rick. The Browns. The Browns making big moves. I advocated last year. I said, Browns, take all those draft picks, take all that money, make some huge moves. I prompted them to try to trade for Andrew Luck. Supposedly, they did try that. It didn't work out. They got Baker instead. And now they just made a big move to get Odell Beckham from the Giants. The Giants really kind of undersold here. If you put together the two deals within two days that they made, the Browns and the Giants, the net haul ends up being Odell Beckham, Olivier Vernon going to Cleveland, and Kevin Zeitler, the guard, uh, the Browns' first pick, number 17 overall, the third pick, and safety, Jabril Peppers, going to New York. The Giants, that is, not the Jets. Rick I mean, the Giants lost here. The Giants are a dumpster fire masquerading as a football franchise, pretending to be proud, acting like they, they weren't in a rebuild before, which has now caused them to be an either, even deeper rebuild because now they have money that's going to players that aren't even there. I believe they have $33 million in dead cap space because of their terrible mismanagement. Gettleman is a joke. He's a horrible GM. You see how it worked out in Carolina. You see how it's fleshing out in New York. I feel bad for my friends and family that are Giants fans. And this is coming from someone that's a Raider fan. But I feel terrible. You have some Super Bowls to lean on over the past decade or so. Hold on to those tight because you will not see one for another long while. Especially as long as these people are running the show. Eli is your quarterback. This is... Just a horrible, horrible situation going on in New York. On that side of MetLife, it is very somber compared to the party going on on the Jets' side. I feel terrible for the for the Giants, but I feel great 
for the Browns. The Browns are moving on. I am not even coming close to everybody else saying how they're Super Bowl bound. Let's get them to the playoffs first. But I like their odds of getting to the playoffs. The Ravens kind of countered. We'll get to that shortly. But uh, the Browns, they're at least a wild card team now, yeah? On papers, yeah. On paper, of course. On field and on paper, very different. (laughs) I I think on paper and on field, I think they're at least a playoff team. Well, listen, I said earlier that the Raiders were 1A. The Browns are 1, you know? Uh, I I wasn't going to lean on the Jets. I wasn't going to, you know what I'm saying? The Browns killed it. They came in and they killed it. You got Kareem Hunt. We got a better receiver. Yeah, he's a little bit older, but we got him for a third and a fifth. These guys gave up a first and a third, but, you know. They're going to have their their other better receiver than anyone else, but your better receiver for more years than you're going to have your better receiver. You don't know that the way his injuries pile up. If that made sense, well, you know, we'll see. Now he's going to be more motivated. He's over there with his guy, you know. He's got his his buddy. Yeah, that marriage isn't going to last either, by the way. Yeah, well, we'll see. <laughs> we'll see. You know, uh, I'm, this is going to be interesting. You got a lot of different attitude over there on that Cleveland Brown sideline, man. You got Mr. You know, I can't do no wrong, Baker Mayfield. You got the diva wide receiver. Then you got the guy that wants to be like the diva wide receiver. You know what I'm saying? So it, it'll be interesting to see. You got the domestic abuse guy on the sidelines. So, <sighs> You got, like I said, you got a lot of personality over there, but you got a lot of talent too. So the Browns can be really, really scary. I was telling a buddy of mine today at work, I'm like, man, I don't want to see the Browns. I don't want to see the Browns. On top of that, you know, there's always going to be that comparison with Donald and Baker. And I don't, you know, like I'm not a Browns fan, as you all know, but they're scary right now. They're looking scary. And John Dorsey's looking like a genius. He's looking like the Theo Epstein. I'm not a huge fan of Dorsey, to be honest, but he's making some good moves. I would say the most underrated and under-the-radar move, or it's a, I guess it's a move because it did happen in this offseason, uh, it's a guy you wanted very much, and with this offense now, could make it lethal. And that's Todd Monken, yep. the new offensive coordinator. I mean, sure, you got Freddie Kitchens, who knows how much it, but you don't bring in Monken for nothing. And he he's pretty damn good play caller there on the offense side. So you give him now Odell Beckham, you got Kareem Hunt eventually. But even if you don't have Hunt there, you still got Chubb, you got Landry, you have Njoku, you know, very underrated too. They're going to make some noise for sure. A lot of noise. That defensive line is incredible. I did have them initially as the favorites, for sure, in the AFC North after that move, just because the Steelers have uh, decided to just jump off a cliff, basically, for themselves. And the Bengals are... The Steelers are not that far gone, man. The Steelers get themselves another quality receiver. They're not that far gone. Listen, they have Juju. It's not like they don't have a That's what I'm saying. They get themselves another quality receiver. You still got James Conner in the backfield who's Listen, young, that up and coming. team has just imploded on itself. We can say whatever we want, but the Steelers have fallen apart. They will not be back this year because they weren't even in the playoffs last year. They're not it's there right now. They're just not there right now. And now, after all this bullshit, supposedly Ben Roethlisberger is going to get a huge contract. Yeah, that's why AB was all pissed so, off. 
I mean, how can you even fault anyone for being pissed off at this? He's going to get probably record, damn near record He's numbers. Get the, the last and standing contract. Crazy. <laughs> so, yep, him and Mike Tomlin are just too close, and that's just convoluting and disrupting the whole thing. It's poisoning the well, and the waters are not very sure there in Pittsburgh. But Baltimore answered back very soundly. The day after all this stuff happened, all this stuff happened for Cleveland. Baltimore Ravens, after losing a few players, including longtime member of the team Terrell Suggs, he's going to Arizona. We'll see how that pans out. But uh, they brought in Mark Ingram, running back, something the Ravens sorely need a lot of the time. They need a running back that'll help out Lamar Jackson a little bit, and Earl Thomas. Captain in the defense. Earl Thomas is there for four years, $55 million. He finally found his new home, cross-country, saying goodbye to Seattle. Flipped the bird to the team, was very gracious to the fans in the city. Earl Thomas, Mark Ingram, I believe that is enough for them to hold on to that AFC North title so long as Lamar Jackson doesn't fuck it all up. And I think for now, for this season, you see how Harbaugh was coaching him up. He's going to be able to run a lot. They're going to have a lot of open packages. And I can see Lamar Jackson playing very well. So long as he's not forcing the ball and getting turnovers, they're going to need to get him a much better weapon on that receiving core. John Brown, he's gone. Crabtree, he's gone. They don't really have receivers. So they're going to have to draft. And they're going to start young. But I still like Baltimore a lot. It was it was looking bad for Baltimore in the beginning when, you know, they lost Weddle and then they lost Mosley and everybody was like, oh, man, you know what I mean? But they rebounded big, you know what I'm saying? Because you got another quarterback on defense and Earl Thomas is going to come in. He's a solid veteran. He's going to bring that work ethic. He's going to bring that toughness to this team that's already known to be tough anyway. I'm sure he's a historian of the game. He knows he's playing in Ed Reed's position, which is going to, you know, motivate him to play more. You know, to play harder, to you know what I'm saying? Play faster. Oh, absolutely. So, um, like I said, that was a great pickup for them. But my guy, man, Mark Ingram, I'm so excited to see him finally get the touches that he deserves since coming out of college. Mark Ingram is going to get the workhorse share of the carries now. You know, this is not uh, Drew Brees passing offense where we're going to throw the ball all over the field and just hand it to Mark, you know, to, to keep the defense off rhythm. You know what I'm saying? No. These guys are going to come out and run the ball first. That's the thing. That's At 29 years old, you would think, oh, Mark Ingram, he's, he's pushing over the hill for the running back position. All no way. First off, still got a let lot me of point out a few things. Adrian Peterson just signed a two-year deal with Washington. <laughs> Frank Gore just signed a deal with Buffalo. Buffalo. So the 30-year-old thing, if you're an exceptional running back, I mean, he's not those guys. Those guys are all-time greats. But Mark Ingram – He's 29. He's not over the hill just yet, and he's been preserved pretty damn well. I yep. mean, between the suspensions and all the, the split playing time, Mark Ingram is pretty damn well preserved. So I look forward to seeing what he can do as a featured back, the oh, featured I back. Wait. I can't wait for Mark. I'm so excited. Although technically he's not the featured back anymore because, I mean, Lamar Jackson will be the featured back in Baltimore, <laughs> but he's, he's always going to play second fiddle, Mark Ingram, no matter what. But I look forward to seeing what he can do. Rick, I, I've got a huge surprise for you here, actually. Uh-oh. Yeah, it's free agency, and guess what? What? The Packers have actually been active. 
The <laughs> Packers are now an active participant in free agency. This is no longer your father's or your grandfather's Green Bay Packers. This is the new Packers. Yep. It's about damn time. Yes, they are trying their best to surround Aaron Rodgers with a little bit of help. They've got two first-round picks. I feel like those are probably both going to go to the, uh, well, the offensive side of the ball. They could split it. Who knows? But for now, in free agency, they are helping out that defense. They've signed a pair of 26-year-old Smith linebackers, Preston Smith and Zadarius Smith. They both are on board now, both four years, one for $52 million, that would be Preston, and one for 66 that's Zedarius. They are there to wreak havoc and take over the linebacker position in Green Bay to help shut down the Minnesota Vikings, the Green, uh, the, Green Bay, the Chicago Bears, and the Detroit Lions. They also stole Adrian Amos' safety from Chicago, that's going to put a dent in Chicago's defense as well as help out Green Bay a lot. Have these free agent moves impressed you enough to push the Packers back up or at least give you inspiration to see the Packers are doing their damnedest to win now and take their 35-year-old stud quarterback Aaron Rodgers and get back to the Super Bowl? Are they doing enough for you? They're showing me something. I don't think they're doing enough. You got to give him somebody to throw to, man. It, it, it just can't be Devontae Adams. You got to give him someone else, you know? Get, go get somebody, man. I feel like that's inevitable, though. I think they're going to bring somebody else in within this free agent crop. Uh, and then they're going to pick up. There's going to be a tight end there. There's going to be a receiver. They have two first-round picks. They're going to pick up somebody for Rodgers to throw to. Well... I would hope so because the defensive moves look good. You're setting up that defense. You're looking good on defense, all right? You just got to get Aaron Rodgers somebody else to throw the ball to. It just can't be Devontae Adams. Uh, I'm excited to see uh, which way you go in the draft. Are you going to go wide receiver? Are you going to go running back? Will you pick up a tight end? Maybe the Iowa tight ends are at play here for I them. think Hawkinson for them. I really as much as fans' athleticism, I believe, would be very nice for him to go to. They yeah. just had Jimmy like Graham. It. They practice like around it. with that. I think Hawkinson, I think they're going to look at it and say, man, this guy can block. He can run. He can catch. I like no I like both. I like them both. I think his athleticism is what Rodgers wants, you know what I mean, and his tight end. So, But we'll see. You know what I'm saying? We'll see which way the Packers go. Uh, so far, so good. I like the moves. Um, is it enough to put them over the top? Not just yet. I think that uh, Chicago's still number one in that division right now. Absolutely disagree with you, and you know that. Yeah, I know you do, but that's fine. This is enough to put them on top again. This is I, enough to help them out. Because I say this because I know this isn't the only move. I'm not saying these three guys. Oh, no, yeah, yeah. I'm talking about right now. As they get more moves... My position I'll stand by it. I think with these moves and a healthy Rodgers, I think they're back on top of the division. If they do not sign, they could sign nobody else, and I would stand by that. So long as they have a full roster, obviously. I don't think uh, so. I I, I stand by that. They're filling in on the defense, and yes, they do need to give Rodgers somebody to throw to, and they will, but even if they don't, I'm standing by. I think the Packers are going to win the division. I think Minnesota is going to do enough. They brought back Anthony Barr. There's no place like home. They got A.B. back in Minnesota. 
and I think they're going to do enough. They've got, don't forget, they got Diggs and Thielen, Cousins. He's got a year in that offense, you know, that whole system. It's going to be able to work out a little bit better. And don't look now, but the Patriots of Detroit are coming on fast. They've got Amendola. They've got Trey Flowers. They're building up fast under Matt Patricia. So I'm not saying that they're going to finish ahead of Chicago, but they're going to give them enough good games. Maybe they'll chip away at a couple of wins here and there, be competitive to where, yeah, maybe they're still fourth, but that helps the Bears be third. So I'm standing by what I said before. I see the Bears finishing at best third. They will not make the playoffs. And the moves that I'm seeing in the offseason, especially from the surprise Green Bay Packers, are thoroughly convincing me I'm on the right path. Rick, the Niners made a couple of moves here. They got Quan Alexander. Nobody's talking about it. Maybe because he's coming off of a big injury, but four years, $54 million, they definitely <laughs> paid him. Paid him a good amount, but uh, yeah, Quan Alexander, pretty solid move for the Niners. On top of that, they just brought in Jarek McKinnon. Oh, wait a minute, excuse me. Tevin Coleman, that was last year, Jarek McKinnon. <laughs> they brought in Tevin Coleman, uh, so now they're packaging them in the backfield, as well as Matt Breda. And you've got uh, D. Ford. They traded with the Chiefs. They gave the Chiefs a second rounder in 2020 to give D. Ford five years, $87 million as their new pass-rushing machine. Am I optimistic and happy about this? Absolutely, because I'm hoping that it's pushing the Niners away from Nick Bosa, who you all know I want on the Raiders. I will take Bosa, I will take Quinn and Williams, but we'll see how it all pans out. But now the Niners have a pass-rusher, they have a couple of running backs in that backfield, and they've got Quan Alexander. Tevin Coleman, he worked with Kyle Shanahan in Atlanta. They did pretty solid there. What do you think about the Niners' moves? Good enough to push them up the charts? I mean, you got Garoppolo coming back, obviously. So are the Niners a contender to win the NFC West? Um, I don't I don't think they're a contender to win the NFC West. Uh, I think they're poised to get back in the mix, if you will. And I think that they're, they're probably a year away. But um, I like the moves that they made. I don't like the Tevin Coleman pickup. You just picked up Jerick McKinnon. Matt Breida played lights out this year. I think that you guys were pretty set at running back. You probably didn't have to sign Tevin Coleman unless you're letting one of those guys go. Um, You could have probably used that money on a receiver. You know what I'm saying? But, hey, I'm not a GM. More importantly, let's go to that now. Let's play GM. Okay. We're the Niners GM. John Lynch, how big of a failure was it? Sorry, Niner fans. You know I got some love for you. Bay Area buddies. Not really, though. Uh, How big of a failure is it that the Niners didn't come out of this with Le'Veon Bell signed on, Antonio Brown and Odell Beckham got traded? How big of a failure is it that the Niners didn't end up with any of these players with all the cap room and just the the big destination everybody seems to want to go out to California, San Francisco, that area. They have draft picks. They have some good picks. Maybe they were too good to package, but they could have figured something out. How big of a failure was this for the Niners not getting any of these players? It was a big failure, Pat. Um you had the opportunity there to help your offense, to help Jimmy coming back from his injury. You know, you, you speed up the process. You get people, 
you know, going. You get the offense going again. You get Mike Shanahan, what he wanted, you know, which is to get his offensive in rhythm. But you didn't make those moves. You know what I'm saying? You didn't you didn't get Le'Veon Bell. You didn't pick up a receiver. You know what I mean? I like the Quan Alexander move. I really, really do. I think that's a great signing for them. They needed somebody to man the middle. You know, they lost Ruben Foster this year because of the whole domestic violence issue that he went through. He went on to move on to Washington. But you needed to bring somebody in to replace him. They got that. But I just don't like Tevin Coleman. Like, it seems like a wasted asset to me. I will say there is, uh, let's see, a little bit of a, it's not breaking news really, but uh, apparently Jared Cook is going to visit the Saints tomorrow. And the Patriots are also interested. So, pretty hot market of some top teams looking for Jared Cook. Very reliable tight end help. Don't see him returning to the Raiders, although they are apparently monitoring his market. I don't see it being something that uh, they're going to be able to bring Jared Cook back. All right, Rick, let's talk about a couple of big signings here that the teams didn't do too many things, but we've got a couple of big moves. Uh, Landon Collins... Six years, $84 million. He is a Redskin, 25 years of age. Did the Redskins pull off a big move that uh, is going to catapult them in front of at least the Giants here, right? Yeah, uh, listen. It's not hard, right? I understand I set the bar low, but yeah. <laughs> can they compete? Let's go with that. <laughs> listen, I like, what, I like what Washington did with the Landon Collins move. You brought in the safety. This is probably the best safety you've had on your team since the late great Taylor. Um, Landon Collins is going to be a beast in Washington. He wanted to go to Washington. That was his dream team coming out of college. He said it himself. He wanted to play for Washington strictly because Sean Taylor played there. So he's living his dream right now. I think you're going to get a motivated Collins. He's going to come in next year. He's going to be a beast and he's going to live up to every cent of that contract. The Giants made a stupid move too. How do you let a guy like that walk out your door, man? I don't, I don't understand that. That's you pile that onto the dumpster fire of the Giants. Get him as an idiot. He, I think honestly, he was just scared. He was scared of the whole Josh Norman situation. It, it was haunting him. I think so. He didn't even bother to franchise Landon Collins. Get something back for the guy. For fuck's sake, you're you're good. You knew you were getting rid of Beckham too. Let's be honest. There's no yeah. way you didn't know you were getting rid of Beckham at that point. Yeah. So you know you're getting rid of him. Do everything you can to either keep Collins or make sure you get something back for him. I'm sorry, Giants. It's a joke right now what's going on for the Giants. And my heart goes out to you. I know how, you, how that feels. I've gone through it. But it's, a, it's an absolute joke what's going on with the Giants right now. How about uh, the Honey Badger, Tyron Matthew? He unfortunately cost Eric Berry his job. Eric Berry got cut, but Tyron Matthew joining Kansas City Chiefs. How big of an impact is that going to play on that somewhat lacking last year, but high-octane, high-powered offense-led Kansas City Chiefs? Listen, man, you're getting somebody that can actually be on the field this time around. You know, Eric Berry's a great player, a generational talent, but he just couldn't stay on the field. So now you just replace him with someone that can be on the field. I think that they're um, similar talent-wise, not as far as skill set. I think they bring different skill sets to the field. But talent-wise, what you're getting out of that position, I think they're similar. So you just replace one that wasn't on the field with one that's going to be on the field. And I think that's going to pay dividends for Kansas City this year. Completely agree. 
What do you think about Michael Bennett getting traded to New England? Much to do about nothing or impact move? One of those guys that Belichick's going to get another Listen, great he's, year. He's of. just a grinder, man. You know, Michael Ben is just a grinder. Uh, I don't think Belichick's going to get any credit for his seven sacks that he gets this year, six and a half to seven sacks. I think that's just what Michael Bennett does. I, I hate that now Martellus wants to come back. Like, all these brothers want to get to play together. Odell and Landry want to play together. You know, like, come on, guys. Let's let. Well, you think you'd have a little love for that. I mean, wouldn't you love to throw the ball around and be on the same team as me once again? Yeah, that wouldn't well, be a problem, but I'm not going to fucking force my hand. You know what I'm saying? I'm not going to come out of retirement to play with you. Like, come on. Yeah, it's probably for the best I've seen you run. All right. What do you think about the teary-eyed return of Deshaun Jackson to Philadelphia? <laughs> Listen, man, I it is what it is at this point. Philly is just – they need a running back. Bigger move doing? for them, Deshaun Jackson coming back and helping the offense, or Malik Jackson on the defensive side? I think you need a running back. I think they noticed they needed a running back last year. Why aren't they getting a running back? I like Malik Jackson. I like, you know, they what should call San Francisco. Yeah, they definitely should call San Francisco. <laughs> but, <clears throat> I mean, I don't understand how you weren't even in the running for Le'Veon Bell. Like, you know, after all the reports came out and they, you know, they basically brought it down to a two-team race and one of the teams didn't even make an offer. So it's basically the Jets. And I'm glad that, you know, McCagnan didn't bid against himself. But where was the Eagles, man? Why didn't you just at least think, do due diligence? You know what I'm saying? Like You'd think they'd have a pretty a pretty good selling point, too, just being cross-state rivals. Too, you know, you'd think they'd be able to sell it pretty well to Bell. That, hey, we've got a lot for you to, to come in and sign for here. So you sign Malik Jackson. You sign Deshaun Jackson. You know, so you open, you know... You got a playmaker in Deshaun. He's still he's still able to take the top off the defense. You know what I'm saying? And I'm sure he's going to fit in well with with uh, Alshon Jeffrey and Nelson Aguilar and and Zach Ertz. I think that they're going to be formidable on the field. But you still need that running back. You need somebody to take the ball out of Carson Wentz's hands. He can't have the ball in his hands 100 percent of the time. And I'm afraid right now it doesn't look like you have anybody. You know what are you going to do? Prediction: Philadelphia Eagles draft. Two running backs in the upcoming draft. I could see it. I could see it 100%. All right, Rick. Let's go over to Draft Town, USA, at least this year, Tennessee. Does Tennessee making the moves for Adam Humphreys, Roger Saffold, uh, Cameron Wake, do these moves matter if Mariota can't stay on the field? Wake is old. Saffold, you're getting up there in age. Can you protect Marcus Mariota? I like Adam Humphreys, but if Mariota can't stay healthy, I don't think that uh, what's the other guy's name? Corey Davis. I don't think Davis and Humphreys are gonna get the ball if Mariota can't stay healthy. You know, so safe bet. He's a backup, Blaine Gabbert. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> And, of course, we got Case Keenum officially in Washington. They brought back Adrian Peterson. Two-year deal. Two-year deal for Adrian Peterson. I mean. Was he the Tom Brady of running backs? <laughs> he, he should uh, wish <laughs> that he would at least get one. I don't think he's getting any rings in Washington, though. All right, Rick. Those are our big free agent signings. Those are our big trades. What 
an amazing past couple of days it has been. My thumb is tired from hitting refresh on my phone for three days straight, especially during the Bell uh, midnight hour. <laughs> I lost my mind when uh, Antonio Brown was reportedly traded to the Bills, but I was very happy to find out those reports are false and the Raiders were able to get him for cheap. Rick, what team so far is winning free agency? What team is doing the most? What team is doing not necessarily the huge splashy move, but enough for you to feel like they're giving themselves the best chance to be in Super Bowl contention or at least playoff contention next year? I'm going to have to go with the Browns, man. The listen, Browns. Okay, that's fair. Yeah, no, that's fair. Listen, they've been making moves since before the offseason started. You know, you picked up Kareem Hunt. You know what I'm saying? You, you make a trade for Odell. Like, you're going all in with that right there. You know, you got Kareem Hunt, who's a great running back. You already got a good running back in Chubb, so now you got both of them in, in the backfield, a little dynamic duo, if you will. You got OBJ lining up on the outside. You got Landry on the other side. You got Njoku, you know what I'm saying? You got that young kid, Callaway, who was coming up last year, who's, you know, probably going to get more open looks now with these two guys on the outside in Beckham and, and Landry. You got Njoku taking up catches over the middle, so this guy's going to be open, you know what I'm saying? He was already a, a solid up and coming number two receiver last year. So he's gonna be he's gonna reap the benefits himself. On defense, come on. You kidding me? You got Miles Garrett, one of the best defensive ends in the game. You know what I'm saying? You went and you picked up a veteran who didn't show much last year being the primary pass rusher after he came back from injury, but Vernon is still serviceable. You pair him up with Miles Garrett, who's going to take those double teams, who's going to get most of the focus. I look for Olivier Vernon to come back. Get the Sheldon Richardson signing too. That's uh, listen. I was just, I was just going to get to that. You know what I'm saying? So you know, you got Vernon now on the other side. He's going to get some more chances to rush the passer this year. He's not going to be such the focal point like he was in New York. Um, You got Sheldon Richardson now too who's an absolute beast still in my mind. I love Sheldon Richardson. I've always loved Sheldon Richardson. Um, he's he's in Cleveland. He's motivated to win. He's on a winning team, you know? So Cleveland right now is definitely winning free agency. They started well ahead of the game when they picked up Kareem Hunt. So they already had this plan, and now they're putting action to the plan. So I'm just simply going to say I believe – that the first four teams, all the four teams that we were talking about were big winners. I think the Raiders are huge winners so far. They're shoring up the offensive line. They're giving Derek Carr big-time weapons. They got the best wide receiver in free agency, and they got arguably the best, definitely a top five wide receiver in trade with Antonio Brown. You got really good help on the secondary on the defensive side of the ball with LaMarcus Joyner, and they're not even close to done. I think the Raiders have put in a hell of an effort, and they're changing the culture. I think the Jets, the Jets are on their way to knocking the Patriots off. I think, I don't want you to get too excited here. Elated like you were earlier, you know, you, were, you got a little too excited. But <laughs> I think the Jets are pushing their way to getting ready to dethrone the Patriots. I think it's they're the ones that will take over that division. Miami, they're a mess. I don't see when they're going to rebound. 
I think Buffalo is going to be a perennial wild card contender and always be a tough team. But I think it's going to be the Jets that are going to knock the Patriots off their throne and start taking over the AFC East. Uh, the Browns, I agree with you. I can't really say anything better than how you covered it. So those three teams are all going to be perennial playoff teams going forward. This year, maybe not so much. I wouldn't be surprised if all three make the playoffs. I'm not predicting it just yet, but I wouldn't be surprised. But going forward, they absolutely will be. They will all be playoff teams every year for the next decade. And the Packers. I think the Packers made big enough moves. They're moving forward. They're back in the driver's seat, and they're taking back over in the AFC North, and they're going to be contenders to get back to the NFC Championship game. So... I like what I see there. Rick, who's not doing enough for you? Who's just not getting it done? I don't mean who are the losers because we know the Giants are the losers. The yeah, Steelers, I was say, the Steelers are the losers. Enough either. They're not doing enough either. You, you know think what I'm saying? They're not you're doing not enough. Trying to okay. get anybody. You're just, you know what I'm saying? You got Antoine, but they, you picked up um, uh, Jabril Peppers in the trade. You got the first, you know, you got their first round pick, a third round pick. I think the Giants need to make some of these, you know, they need to make some moves in free agency to create a little buzz and then kill it in the draft. They're not doing anything. It doesn't. They're not making any moves. You know what I'm saying? What are you going to do? Are you going to pay Eli at the end of the week? What's going on? If you're not paying OBJ, you're not paying Landon Collins, what the hell are you paying Eli for? We have so, a little bit. I, I absolutely agree with everything you said. Sorry, I was looking at some uh, reports here. We got Jay Ajay set to visit the Colts next week. That filling in a little bit for the running back. Uh, another move, by the way, I forgot to bring up, flying under the radar. I really, really like Devin Funches going to Indy. I think you get into that red zone. You show me someone stopping Andrew Luck throwing to Devin Funches on one side and Eric Ebron on the other. Yeah. You show me, because that ten, ten. is fucking lethal. And if you get a Jai, then you got a Jai and Mac in the backfield. Wow. So look forward to that. See how that's going to turn out. Uh, for me, personally, I, I agree with everything you're saying. Not only were they losers, but they're just not winning at all. Like, I'm not seeing wins for them. They did all right with getting the guard back. They, they got Zeitler. That was a good move as far as that yeah, part yeah, that goes. Was good. They cleared the cap. But then when you end up, here's the thing. Nobody, nobody out there is going to look at that move and just separate it and say, oh, Zeitler for Vernon and the draft picks, and they cleared off that cap. Nobody's looking at it that way. Nope, because two days later, they slip. traded Beckham. Everybody's going to package so it in their minds. Package so, deal. And when you look at the package deal, they got their ass kicked. They got so, fleeced like the teases. Listen, <laughs> yes. They got fleeced like a tease. Fleeced like a tease indeed. Uh that is an inside joke, everybody. I'm sorry you do not get it. Um, <laughs> the Bears are doing shit. They brought in another utility knife in Cordero Patterson. They already have Tariq Cohen, so I don't get that really. But whatever works for Risky Trubisky there. Uh, they brought in Mike Davis. I don't really get that. You're trying to move on from Jordan Howard, so you brought in someone worse. And you didn't make a big move and go after Bell or anything like or any. Yeah, I don't get it. So yeah, I'm gonna hate on Chicago, but I think I'm in the right on this one. They're not doing shit. 
Um, but they got the big win in the offseason last year, I guess. So uh, the Bengals are irrelevant right now. They got Bobby Hart, Preston Brown. What, what are the Bengals going to do right now? They're totally rebuilding. Uh, the Broncos. The Broncos are shit. They're losers. They just traded for Joe Flacco as their quarterback, moved on from Case Keenum. It's all a mess. John always terrible with the quarterback position. They got Kareem Jackson. I guess that's something, but, I mean, $33 million, $23 million guaranteed, and they way overpaid for right tackle Jawan James, four-year contract for $51 million, 32 guaranteed. Holy I don't know what the fuck they were smoking on that one. The Broncos, the Bears. <laughs> I get how anybody that knows me would see, wow, you are not surprising anyone, Pat. These are the teams you dislike the most. That is true. Doesn't mean I'm not telling the truth. Rick, am I telling the truth? Yes, you are. They are doing shit. Maybe they're waiting for day two. This free agency maybe. thing has just started, and there's a maybe lot of moves left to be made. And day two will be upon us, and we will be glad to talk about it. I do apologize. I know I promised the next show was going to be about the draft previews. Obviously, with all the trades free agency, there's so much to talk about. We crammed it all into one show here, so we are going to push that back. It's not going to be a full week for you, though, so we will get to you. We will get that draft preview. I know you're dying to hear it. We're going to be talking about the Easts, so a lot to talk about there, especially with the Jets. Where will their draft loyalty fall now? They're at three. Will they trade back? They've got a lot of free agency signings. There's a lot to talk about. So for now, we thank you very much. We hope you enjoyed everything going on with the first day of free agency. The new year is upon us in the NFL. A lot of great stuff happening. You can hear the excitement in my voice. I am jacked up. I love what the Raiders are doing. I know you love what the Jets are doing. The Browns are moving. The AFC is going to be a hell of a competitive conference going forward. And I cannot wait to talk about it all year long. You can hear us on the Fourth Quarter Comeback. You can follow us on the Fourth Quarter Comeback Facebook page. You can also follow us on Twitter at 4QC Show. You can follow me at Six Pack Pat. And you can follow Rick at... Rick Red Zone. Rick Red Zone. I look forward to tweeting out all season long and all off season long, especially once we get into the drafts. I cannot wait to do our dueling mock draft coming up within less than a, within about a month or so. Can't wait for that, Rick. We're going to have a lot of fun doing it. With that said, and uh, no more rambling on from me, Rick, free agency, day one in the books. Can't wait for day two. Look forward to see what's in store. Peace. Peace indeed. Have a good night, everyone. Enjoy the off-season football. <laughs>